We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Podcast. Newcastle have been beaten uh, on a shocking night in Burnley. 1-0. Late goal has killed us. Uh, I'm Alex Hurst, Ben Wade, Andy Bolland, Mickey Collins, Cy Campbell here. Full House, the original podcast crew. It's been a while. It's a shame that we'll have to meet in such disappointing circumstances. Mickey, how deflated are you after that result? Really deflated. Um, although it, it wasn't an unexpected game. Um, look, if you look at it from a neutral perspective, it was diabolical. Uh, start to finish, it was so boring. We've created very, very little until the last five minutes. Um but then, then neither really did they. It was just a dull, dull game of football that was going to be separated by one goal. And just, uh, I don't want to blame Perez because he he should never have been given the ball there. It was it was, Richie. it was absolutely stupid to pass it to him there when everyone's out of position when he's got two men around him. Like the best thing that could happen. He's fouled, like he's definitely he's definitely fouled. Just explaining people who are watching the slow motion on Sky now, and he's he's definitely fouled. I mean, is he though? Like. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, keep talking, mate. You have to keep talking. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Yeah, right, Richie. Richie, it's a silly ball. It is. A, yeah. Pass, yeah, it's a stupid. It's a stupid, stupid pass that he that he should never have got, and the best thing that he could have achieved there is just clearing it, which yeah. should have just been done first. Sometimes it it's frustrating. Sometimes I try and be too clever when it's not not at all necessary. Um, and it's cost with the game. Yeah. Um. Sai, is it is it purely and simply a case of last weekend we enjoyed the fruits of such a game against Palace and we're all cock a hoop and if you're going to play this kind of football which we're all more than happy to accept on Saturday and Saturday night is this just a natural the natural way things go you win some you lose some or do you think this team's capable of more? Well, no, before the game, I definitely thought it was you win some, you lose some, but we've already lost two of them. We've had with Brighton and Huddersfield. I thought, surely we can't do it again, and we've done exactly that again. We've we've played a very tight, cagey, two teams kind of not really getting into the box, and it was always going to be settled by by one goal, as Mickey says, and I just thought for once we'd, we'd be the ones to get the goal. And to be fair, we've, we've, had, some, we've had a few chances, Mickey. I think we've had... Two, uh, two, uh, Perez, couple, couple of half chances in the first half Perez. you're right and then obviously last 10 minutes we did try and go to get the equaliser Shelby's had a chance Hosley's had a chance um, but if, if any team looked like scoring before they scored it was us again and that's like it's it's so frustrating saying that so many times and I think it's just 
we we said at the start of the season we're gonna we're gonna struggle with quality in games like this. You know, on paper, our team is isn't that much better. I think it is better than than the Burnley side, as we sat and struggled to to name where some I of don't these. I don't know who any of them are. Aye, exactly. Str- struggled to um find out where these players are coming from, but. We we do lack quality. We do lack the ability to break down even a team like Burnley. Um, and we're gonna need a bit of luck in in games like this, and we've not had it yet. Um, Apart from last week. Um, yeah, it it it's definitely a conversation worth having, I think, because Ben is the away form our problem. That's three defeats to teams that you'd think that were capable of getting results at Burnley, Huddersfield, and Brighton. Um, the, All one nil though. The 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 manner of the defeats and the narrow narrow margins. margins of them makes it even more frustrating. Do you think this is you know what, like kind of posed to say is this part of being a newly promoted Premier League team? People need to get off the team's back and accept it. Or do you think you know what it it just takes a couple of different team selection or a couple of tactical tweaks, maybe a different approach to the game to really take a lot more from from these three fixtures because. I think as disappointing as the results have been, not scoring in those three games, I mean, against defensively sound teams, I mean, Burnley have lost two games this season, hardly conceded a goal, but we haven't looked like scoring, really. The way we've, we've approached all three games has been exactly the same, and it's just that lack of adv- adventure, I guess, in terms of the, the just refuse to commit bodies forward. There was a few times tonight in the first half where we were getting into positions to deliver the ball, and there's just nobody in the box. I mean, we said it other than Atsu. Atsu at the back post trying to deliver... Like balls into the box against four tall defenders, like what? What the fuck we're playing at? Um, I think I disagree with a bit there, Sai. I, I I don't think we really looked like scoring for a lot large part of that game. We absolutely dominated the ball for about ten minutes before they scored. Like we barely barely touched it, and when we did, it was just a string of terrible passes. <laughs> I think that's that's probably our elite like most ineffective game so far this season in terms of attack at least well, against at least no but at least against Huddersfield and Brighton we had one or two we had one or two well maybe yeah but the Brighton one where we had yeah, the Brighton Perez had one yeah, we had the Perez one under the bar and there was one or two others and we finished the game better but just it's just the same and, and I know I, I suppose it would have been frustrating to go and try and take them on and get beat 3-0 or whatever but we just it just you could see it it just it was a dire game. We didn't we lacked any sort of idea of how we were gonna break them down. Too many players not with the confidence to do anything positive with the ball. Just the ball going back to the centre backs all the time and, and Lascelles ending up with the ball a lot of times in the end, played like a horrific ball out for a throw in, trying to force it and it's just like he's not the man that needs to be doing that. We've got midfield players that should should have the ability to do a bit more with the ball. I mean, we we carved out one or two opportunities at the end with some nice little play. There was the the Hoslu chance and the Hayden shot, um, but it was too little, too late. We'd, we'd already the game had already gone. It was just a frustrating one. It's a bit like us against Palace. There's no way Burnley were going to concede. I feel in the end there. Um, for me, the most disappointing aspect of it is it's a step back. I thought it's Southampton. We've seen we've learned from our mistakes at Brighton, and we we played on the front foot a lot more. Obviously, Southampton on as defensively sound a side as Burnley, or doesn't seem that way. The game's a little bit more open, and they did come on. It was a lot more than Burnley did, so maybe that's more down to it. Bolland, team selection wise tonight, I'm not really sure if 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 Diarmé and Shelby is the answer. I'm not sure what the question is. What do you think about that selection? Not just that, but the whole team selection. So. 
the team selection, I thought one of the big problems we had today was we didn't have, we've touched on it, we don't have a massive amount of quality. And I think through the middle of the pitch, Shelby with Diame just put a lot of responsibility on Shelby to make something happen. And I don't think Perez has enough quality and I don't think Hosselu either has enough quality to create anything through the middle. Um, I think my point is Hayden and Marino can sort of mitigate that fact because they're both quite good. Marino can help create things. It's all policy. He managed to grab the goal when he came on. Um, at Southampton, we had Hayden playing alongside Shelfie, so it takes away some of the pressure from him to try and being the only sort of creative outlet that we have through the middle of the pitch. Um, so I think, I don't know, I don't understand the decision to play Diarmé today. I think you said at the start it was to challenge headers, but I mean, you've got to bring so much more to the game than just jumping. And as we know for a fact, Diarmé is rubbish in the air, so <laughs> he literally was just there to jump with Ashley Barnes. Well, it didn't, um, it's not just a selection, it just didn't work, did it? Yeah, it just, the whole thing didn't really work. There wasn't I mean, the question, really, the question everyone's having is, Perez or Diarmé at 10 for you? Let's Got to be Perez, but they're both not very good. <laughs> well, no, that's not that. That's slightly unfair, but like they both lack that like extra bit of quality. I think you need at this level to sort of kick on and create chances. And the army just doesn't like football. Just too often, too often, I thought that we just in no, attack in a, in a, in attack we just broke down with Perez on the ball or Hosselu. I think, it's, it's, but it's just the way it's going to be. We don't have that much quality. So, I'll just just to push you a little bit more then because I think this. We don't have that much quality is a bit of an easy out. We'll have enough quality to be ninth in the league and would have been sixth in the league today well, if we'd won the game. So I'm not completely disagreeing with you. I just need, I just think it's such an easy get out to say we haven't managed to score these three grounds. Bear in mind we beat both two of the teams quite comfortably with the same team up against the same team last season. So I don't I don't think it's acceptable really just to say it's a lack of quality even though it's undoubtedly true so I'm kind of undermining myself a bit no I think I think the lack of quality thing it, it maybe it's not just it's not an excuse but it's, it's why we play the way we do it's the mindset it's why, it's why we it's why we can't just go into a game trying to trying to open up a team like this it's why we, we play it so, so why why did we go and dominate Brighton with Jack Callback in the team I talked about Ben uh, with Jack Callback on the team in February why have we, this is, I posed this question after Brighton, the defeat. Why have we gone and almost tried to do a containing job when in March this year against Huddersfield, against two of the same opposition, what, like why the change in approach? We haven't got worse. We haven't got sufficiently better, as we'd hoped in the summer, absolutely, but we haven't got worse. Why, so, why the negative approach? Well, uh, last season we were playing against a Brighton and a Huddersfield who were near the top of the table and they, they were playing a bit more open we've come to all three of these teams and they've done exactly what we've done all season which is which is sit and play tight and it was always going to be that way and I think as Bolin says because we haven't really got that that 20 goals a season striker or or even like a number 10 who's actually good at footy like we have to play tight and to see if we can nick something because we haven't got the quality to uh, to just take these games to teams I, th- I think it's it's just different in the Premier League Thank you. we've struggled in games this year where we've had more possession I've just checked today we had 53 um, I think all the games we've won so far this year, we haven't had more possession than the other team. Um, and you can see when when we when we were holding on to the ball for a while, there's no ideas. And we, when we give teams, especially teams like Burnley that are reasonably good defensively, when we give them the chance to set properly, we're not going to break them down because we don't have we don't have the the lock pick. We don't have the quality number ten or. 
we just we just don't have it. And then my, I th- best, my best midfielder was injured today. Yeah, and I think I think playing Diarmi alongside Chelsea, it's a bizarre shout. I don't I don't really know where that's come from, and it's. Diarmé played too far forward to allow Shelby to play his normal game. Alongside Marino, alongside Hayden, Shelby can be the more attacking and he, he suits that better of the two in the middle of the park. And um, I mean, Diarmé was just wandering around, seeming like lost. Um, but his his performance impacted Shelby, I think, quite heavily. Well, well on that, I was going to say, I don't want to just let Shelby off this. I didn't think Diarmé had a good game, but I don't think anyone had a good game. But Ben... We kind of discussed this off air a little bit. The two, our two most reliable creative players tonight, Richie and Shelby, would it be fair to say they both had massive off nights for you? Or do you think it was, you can't pinpoint this on any individual players? It's a team issue. I think you have, unfortunately, the way we are there, you have to put a lot of focus. These two must know that they're the best players in the team by a long shot in terms of the only two that have got any real ability to beat a man or. Or, or play a, a sort of an attacking ball in uh, dangerous positions. And tonight, I mean, it took Richie... I mean, we, we were saying it was weird. I mean, he took Richie off. I sort of probably would have liked to have seen him stay on just because I know he's got a bit more quality to impact the game and might do something a bit better. I mean, even his delivery is probably the best best uh, in the team. But again, like, he just he didn't do a lot when he had the opportunities. It took us a while to get him into the game. And, and even then, him and Yedlin didn't really sort of dovetail very well together. I mean, it, the best sort of move of the match was a long long ball from Shelby to Yedlin. Didn't have anything to do with Richie. Um, it was just, I, I guess it was just difficult maybe for them to, to, to get the space because of the the way Bernie played. But you, you've got to, you, you've got to be, at least have a go and try things. I just think tonight we were far too conservative in, in play. Not Nobody really tried any attacking balls or anything. It was just too easy and, and too safe all the time. I think, to what you said at the start, I think every, I'm gonna say this, every time we lose, it's going to be because of a team effort. I don't think either Richie or Shelby are quite good enough to be the kind of players that are going to grab a Premier League game by the scruff of the neck and just change it. Like, all right, you might get a worldy ball from Shelby every now and again, but they're just not that type of player, and they need the rest of the team to be functioning well for you know them to sort of excel as well. Like, you need someone to make the runs for Shelby. You need you know um, balls in for Richie and things. The whole team has to work. We're not. We don't have an abundance of quality, but we are quite a good team. And if the whole team's not playing well, then things like tonight are going to happen, in my opinion. I think. Maggie. Um... The Spanish duo up top, Perez and Hosselu, getting a lot of heat at the moment. Um, because to be fair, ever since West Ham and Stoke, really, I suppose you could throw Swansea in the mix. Actually, they haven't really impacted the game at the top end of the pitch. I know Perez does his defensive pressing and stuff, and he put plenty of graft in tonight. I thought, um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of people, and again, it's social media, so it's full of shite. But there's a lot of people demanding that there's a change made. Uh, for the weekend, would you stick with those two? Um, it's a difficult one. I, I I don't agree with the the social media brigade that that tear Perez a new one every single week. Um, I think he's he's got a place in this squad, and and Rafa trusts him, and he does do a lot to break break other teams down from the front, which is effective and it's useful. But um, there's there's an obvious issue with how little we create. Uh, that comes through, comes through Perez for a number 10 in the Premier League. It doesn't happen. No other team in the league have got that. Have got like a defensive player playing number 10. It, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, 
the issue we've got, obviously, is who who replaces them. I think the only option the only option is you go back to the army and Gale. It's the only only sort of thing I can see changing it with. The issue of those two is is that I don't think Perez is quite creative enough to play number ten. Like he's obviously quite a good finisher. We can see like he can strike a ball well. I don't think he's quite suited to playing number ten. And Hosselu, I've spoken about on the podcast 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 podcast. Um, and like I think his hold up play at times is good, and I think he brings other players in. But I just worry that for a Premier League team, we've got two guys playing up front that just aren't going to get us the goals. That's a major concern. Hosselu throughout his Stoke career and previous is not a prolific goal scorer, and that could be an issue. But to answer Mickey's question, Diarmi and Gale, bring bring the lads back. I think you're still going to have the same issue though that you've got with these two in that they're not getting good enough ball in into them to do anything. I mean, Hosselu tonight, I don't really remember him having a ball played into him where you he'd like had an opportunity to bring it down and bring Perez into the game. It was fifty fifty headers that he was generally losing. Um, or like 60 yard long balls like just that was six or 60 yard long balls um, it's just I, I think if you played Perez and get, uh, sorry Diame and Gale up front you're going to have the same issue and it's the same issue we've had every time Perez has been coming on we can't get any balls into him for him to do anything of use so I, I don't I, I think it's difficult I don't I don't really see how we're going to fix it without having Marino back on the team because we we need better yeah. delivery into the, the four players. That, that's the thing. It's it's so harsh judging players on tonight. And I know it's not, you know, Perez and Horsley aren't just judged on tonight, but we're really, I know Marino didn't start against Palace, but I, I would like to see um, Dwight Gale start with Shelby and Marino and the team to find them with balls made, uh, runs he makes in between the centre-backs and the, uh, the full-backs. But you know what? Hosselu, he does hold the ball up well. When Hosselu and Perez, on the like two occasions they actually stood within ten yards of each other at night, when we were in possession, I thought they did link up pretty well. Played some nice footy. <laughs> like I know, I know it happens like unbelievably rarely, but I think that I think that both of them do have the required skill. But I also think you make a valid point that it's not working. I mean, obviously. Well, they, well, we didn't put any crosses anywhere near Hosselu, as Ben said earlier. Like every cross from the right ended up with that. Yeah. Every cross from the left hit the first that, man. Or... That was my point. So I mean, trying to kind of work out tonight. I'm at the stage about tonight where I'm okay with it, in the sense that we should have taken a draw, if that makes sense. Like I can live with that performance, and we'll, we'll we'll have to live with it. And ninth in the Premier League, 14 points after 10 games, is it is a decent return for this side, and and. The players aren't shit. The players aren't useless, as a lot of people are saying, because it's social media and Newcastle have got beat. I'm just frustrated that against Huddersfield, against Brighton, and against these, we've got to take a point side. Like it's got to be, we've got to take something from those nine, and we've taken nothing. That's where I'm just a little bit reticent to just be our quality, lack of quality. So we'll lose those three games. It's not. It's yeah. kind of not. I wouldn't say not good enough, but it's it's below the required or below below expectation. For what for what you'd expect from those fixtures in terms of who we're up against, I was going to go to side Ben, but you no, want to come I'm in. Just, just on that point, there, the lack of quality is the reason we're not winning these games. You're completely right, though. The the team's got the structure and the the ability and the sort of what's the word? I suppose the concentration and the, they've got everything there to to it. To the same as these other teams, the, these other teams aren't any better in in defending than we are. I don't think it's just we keep finding ourselves. 
giving giving teams these these one opportunities where they they're nicking a goal and we're not getting the same from the other teams and it's just a it's just a a moment lapse but it's it's cost cost as you say it cost with three points out of nine and it's it's just that that's the frustration where we we didn't deserve to lose any of those games. Yeah, so are we in danger of becoming a bit easy to play against? I remember the conversation we had before Stoke on the Stoke Preview podcast when we said ahead of the Stoke game, because of the result at Swansea, because of the result against West Ham and how well we played, that there was no way Stoke were going to come and try and capitalise possession and run the game. And for some mental reason, they didn't. And we prospered and should have won the game by more than two goals to one. If Do you think that it might become an issue for us? I mean, if, if you're looking at the weekend where teams start to realise that, like Mickey said, if they give us the ball and sit deep, we, we simply don't have the the answers to those questions or do you think you know what it's just been a couple of bad games away from home uh, a little bit of both but my, I, th- I think it's no, nobody's beaten us by doing that I think I think Burnley have, have had to work really hard and, and got a bit of a lucky break there Brighton got a lucky break from a set piece Huddersfield scored a worldie like nobody's, nobody's beaten us or, or worked us out the, the, the games we've lost this season have all been very close and, and could have gone either way Um in terms of in terms of us on the ball, I think you're right, Mickey. I think when we've got the ball and, and too much time, we almost we almost don't don't make good use of it. I think the most frustrating thing tonight was just the, the accuracy of the passing. Like so we were so slow to move the grow, the the ball from one side of the pitch to the other because the passes were two or three yards away from the player. When that's not happening, we're class. But today, it just we just couldn't get it right. We, the way we play like this, and when we need to to make use of the ball, it's 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 the passes have got to be perfect. We've got to get the ball up the channels really quickly and we just weren't doing that at all today I think it was just, uh, the, the latter dogger I think it was just a, another off day Fair enough and there, there'll be a few I mean there's a new, any newly promoted side you can't you're always going to lose games that you probably think you've got a chance in and you're always going to pick up points probably where you don't expect it which is kind of par for the course but Mick I just want to ask you a bit about Rafa's substitutions tonight we kind of I mean Ben didn't thought he shouldn't have taken Matt Ritchie off we thought he should have brought Gale on way before. I mean, Hosley would stop stopped holding up the ball. Burnley were playing a really high line, as Sire Bolland pointed out. Should he have maybe been a little bit more proactive trying to win the game? Or, was, again, is it just one of those nights? It was screaming for Gale. Like, it was, it, the second half was screaming for Gale to come on earlier than he did. Um, and it's not it's not that like Rafa to leave it that late. He normally he normally does something something earlier. Normally, see him start to start to think about the subs at sixty five, and people are on by seventy, and it wasn't. Um, and then I, I, I can't quite get my head around. Um, what's his name? Hayden being the first sub and ahead of Gale. It's it's madness. Um, so I I think that was, that was poor game management to be honest. But I think he brought just brought Hayden on to get us moving the ball a bit faster because I said earlier in the centre, like in the centre of the pitch, we just weren't doing that. Like. Shelby didn't really have anyone to give it to. Diame spends far too long on the ball, and I've said that since we got him. Like it takes two touches before he does anything. And I think Hayden was just there to try and speed the game up. I thought Murphy was a bit more odd because he just looks like he's like totally bereft of confidence. Just yeah, just looks like a bloke who's hard to play footy, doesn't he? Murphy, I, I, you know, again it's social media, so you shouldn't give it too much weight. But people saying twelve million pound, what a waste of money. Judge the kid once he's played three or four games in the Premier League. Like you said, sides harsh. The only time we see Murphy is when we're getting beat. They've got every man, everyone behind the ball, and we're absolutely desperate and bereft of ideas. 
So, you know, again, it must be great for his confidence. It's like travelling to the match tonight, wanting to get on the pitch, but knowing that for him to get on the pitch, we'll have to get beat. Um, can't be ideal. So no, notice when I was when you watched him, you could sort of see the, in his head he's thinking, I should just run at this player. And then there's just that moment where he goes, no, just like cut it back or pass it sideways. And you're like, no, just have a go. Like, one nil down, just run at them. Like He didn't look forward once, did he, when he came on? Not once. I mean that's that's the again the the mindset of the team in that it's just it they seem reluctant to to take risks and it's I mean I I can understand from his point of view if he looks up he's got a wall of about three or four Burnley players ahead of him it's like right what's the best idea here but you you've got to try try and do something but I just again I go back to the point the ball was finding its way back to our centre backs far too much and it's something we're would get guilty of when we're, we're we're trying to move the ball around. There was a passage of play where we were like, Christ, that's bad. Where we, we must have misplaced about five passes in one stretch. I know exactly where we went know. from an attacking like position, good position, and it ended up back with like losing the ball or giving it back to the, the one of the centre backs. And you just think, just what the fuck's going on? The, these professional players that are, they've got the ability to to, to play that sort of interlink and play, but. Just I don't know if it's lack of quality or uh, lack of concentration, sorry, or or what, but it was just just a frustrating night. I I think that would um, look like it was just an off night because these players don't play like that all the time. That they're, they're better than that, but I don't know. It's just a frustrating one. It's very Newcastle United, wasn't it? Like after Palace and the chance to go sixth tonight, heading into Bournemouth. You know, would it like how excited would we all have been? I'm still excited for Bournemouth, but. It would have been like a clear the fucking diary type thing where for instance, beating, <laughs> beating these and beating Bournemouth. I don't Bournemouth. have a diary, <laughs> um, It would be like it would have been some night on the town, but and it still might be. It's just it's just I think it's we're all, you know, we should all be used to this by now. This is Newcastle United, and you know, as, as people said, this is Mike Ashley's Newcastle United with the the talent that we've got. It's frustrating um, and demoralising, but you know, these lads have given us plenty of highs this season. I'm sure they'll give us plenty more. Um, so you you were very confident in the match preview, and you have a feeling a few Burnley fans might be in touch, um, <laughs> who are unhappy. You know, like if if you take look at that game in in con in context tonight, and I'm trying to think, we've got Man United away next, which is you know it's Man United away. I don't think anyone will be expecting what to play any differently or more expansively than tonight. But would you be hoping if we if we played? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a shit team like a West Brom, West Brom away or or someone like that. Would you expect the approach to change or is this just like buckling because this is the crack of the season until January at least depending on the sale <laughs> no West Brom away will be exactly the same as these three games but we can't possibly lose another one 1-0 one <laughs> so next time we'll get some luck honestly I think there's, there is going to be loads of games like this where we're playing the teams in and around us the teams in that kind of middle pack that aren't the bottom three or the bottom five but the, the teams that will finish between like 8th and 15th it's going to be the same every time home and away we saw it with Palace it's just kind of is it though because Palace was a weird one but I I would really hope we'll approach Bournemouth who are in the relegation zone with a bit more I don't know what the right word is but you know certainly a bit more intent Pernash well no but Bournemouth are bottom three Um, I, I think I think we'll still start the game as we do quite quite solidly and then and then look to get into it as we like we did it again today we 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 sat and absorbed a bit of pressure for the first fifteen minutes and then we did have a little spell for about ten minutes after after fifteen and, and created a couple of chances and had 
had a good 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 bit and that's why we need to start getting a goal if we get the goal in that in that first half period I think we go on comfortably in this sort I of match I didn't have any shots <laughs> so well saying if we get the goal we didn't have any shots in the first yeah, half it was, it was final ball neither did they like but yeah, you know. it was final ball end product today we've gone on about it all night it was quality it was that, just kind of that last pass was so poor tonight from, from everyone from from Richie from Atsu from, from Perez like everyone was just making the wrong decision or just playing a shite ball that's not going to happen every game We'll, we'll, we'll win the next away game man. <laughs> which is Man United I hope so because <laughs> I'm good um, that would be nice and I'm going to West Brom as well so I really hope it it wasn't like this game tonight but you know Mickey it's the, the first time we've spoken to you in a little while in the podcast so great to see you mate but you know like where are you at now with this team is it kind of like you know what ninth after 10 games if you, you need to try and detach the kind of performance tonight and the disappointment with the the realistic proposition of being in the top 10. However, we're only six points off the relegation zone and that can change quickly. Well, that's true, but what what more could we really have asked for at the start of the season than to be in this position now? We're ninth, ninth in the league. We've been playing well. We've been winning games. We're playing some decent football. Like, with the squad we've got, that really, this is this is a pretty good, pretty good turnout. I'm pleased. And... Uh, we have we've lost a couple of games away from home, which are frustrating. But but we're ninth in the league, so take the take the picture as a whole, take the season as a whole so far. It's positive. There's no, no one can argue against that. Um, and I think it's it's just typical Newcastle and typical Newcastle fans that everyone will be going absolutely mental tonight and all through the week about how we're crap and we're never going to score again and that all the kind of shite you normally get on social media. But there's nothing too much to be worried about. I don't think we we'll just need to. Keep plugging away. Keep putting points on the board. Hope we bring in a couple of a couple of better quality players in January and push on from there. But I'm 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 happy with the way the season's gone so far. Fair enough. At, at the risk of annoying you, um, it it could have gone a little bit better had we <laughs> <laughs> had we, nah. had, had we picked oh, up right, points. Yeah. Nah, I'm, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's you a joke. Were for it's, so. it's a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> I think I think it's been good. I think what we've got to remember is that it's still quite a young team and games like today, there can't be many players in that team that are used to winning away in the Premier League. So this is, sorry, all winning, all winning, yeah. So it's, it is a bit of a learning curve for them and I think, as you've said, I thought we'd be in real relegation danger, which we haven't escaped yet, but to be where we are, it's a pretty good good start and replicated over the course of the season, we'll, we'll stay up, just about. 53 points if we carry on the way we are. We'll have fifty three points if we carry on the way we are. I think yeah, the what so far what we've seen there's there's much much worse teams than us, so that's the sort of the confidence I take is that we we look like we, we can keep clean sheets. We look really solid defensively, and because of that, we're going to frustrate a lot of teams, um, a lot of better teams than than we've been playing. I think that's where we we might surprise a few people in terms of the some of the results. I mean. The Southampton one—that's a a team that we've gone away to for a number of years and and had embarrassing performances there. We, we should have won that game and we we're very unlucky not to. Um, and I think there'll there'll be a lot of teams that'll expect to 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 turn us over. That'll will be frustrated and that we might be up with next stuff. So, it's it's frustrating when we're playing these teams that we feel like we can match, go go to to with and and could be beaten. But again, I, I think it's just we're, that's we level we we'll match with those teams and we can't. Be, get too downhearted when we get beat at our own game. 
Getting beat up at own game. Um, we invented this shit. Um, yeah, fair enough. I, I'm really, I'm really fascinated by uh, by the game with Burnley. Obviously, Burnley, uh, Bournemouth. Certainly wasn't fascinated by the game with Burnley. Um, just because it's it's such a big game that if we were to lose, would you know would be quite close to Bournemouth in the league. I don't think we'll lose, but it's almost like you just want that little bit of a gap to start opening up between us and the bottom three and I'm still wondering who's actually going to get relegated this season I mean yeah Palace they look shot I suppose you're looking down at your West Ham and your your Bournemouth I mean Everton if they get Allardyce should probably be alright Everton should be alright anyway Swansea Swansea I suppose is a good good job but yeah I just want to be far away from those teams I kind of I suppose and Rafa said it through the week that I th- I the, still the main aim is still to avoid relegation I I still think Brighton and Huddersfield will be down there they've I, I I mean I think they just don't they don't have enough Quality. like game no no but game the game plan like <laughs> they can't get away with that game plan all the time we've at least when we've got Marino in the team got a bit more adventure about us and a bit uh, I'm pleased I'm pleased you brought War Mikel up because he was a massive loss tonight even just his presence like even from the bench on Saturday everyone was buzzing when he came on we didn't have that tonight. Um, so he was supposedly a back injury, but I really hope he's back uh, playing. <laughs> Pardon the pun. I know, uh, for Saturday. And, you know, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. I mean, got, again, Bolland, I mean, you've, you've kind of touched on that. It's the first time we've spoken to you in a while as well. Um, are you are you kind of just... Is this just one of those games that collectively as a fan base we just need to move on from and quick? Yeah, well, Rafa keeps saying we've just got to take it game by game. So we've lost this one. It's on to the next. Get three points at Bournemouth. This will be forgotten. Like, keep winning at home. There's no, there's no issues. Yeah. Like, we'll be fine. I think they did, we weren't great, but we weren't awful either. And there's a good chance we could have come out of that nil nil. So it's not like remember we went to Everton away, Leicester away. The year we went down when it was just horrid, and it was like we deserved to get pummeled. This just wasn't. This wasn't the case. And I think just forget about it. Move to Bournemouth. Pick up three points. Life's good again. The Bournemouth game will be interesting because they're obviously a, a team that are very well documented to be look like an attacking team that want possession of the ball and will come and have a go at Um So it's going to play, I'm hoping, they'll, they'll play into our hands and obviously their players are low on confidence. They've they've been struggling to get results. Um, they've not got a huge amount of quality. They've got a bit of an injury crisis as well. Um, in terms of they've got a few players that miss at the minute, so that it's potentially a, a a big game that we we could could play into our hands and allow us to play our natural game and and pick them off. So I'm I'm confident for that game. Um, and looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be. It's always nice to, to you just want the next game to come, I suppose. Now after the ninth, and uh, you know only the, five days. Only five days, correct, Mickey? I mean, do you feel for the away fans tonight in the end because it was. Uh, Boisterous and loud throughout. Um, so it's not a bad atmosphere at the game. Full stop. By the sound of it, compared to most Premier League games, home and home and away fans with two of the Premier League's uh, best teams top top ten up against each other. Um, so I, I think I'll give the final word to you unless there's anything anyone wants to speak about. Um, you know, are Burnley a decent team? Is is a one 0 defeated Burnley from what you saw tonight? Not the end of the world because you know what Burnley have only lost two games this season and they won't lose many more. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll maintain what I said in my uh, match preview. Burnley are shite, but, but they yeah. but they set up well, and they they you know, they 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 played us at our own game and just just kept really? it tight. Because I'm pretty sure that is their game. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's oh, shite, man. Yeah. That's shite. It's another poor result, but we'll, we'll move on. Okay, lads, unless there's anything else, there uh, we'll wrap this up here. Thanks very much for listening. Um, we might have a Bournemouth preview out this week. With it being the games being so close together, we'll have to get back to you on that. Tweet us if you want a Bournemouth preview, but if no one tweets, we'll just sack it off and uh, be back with you probably next Sunday <laughs> after the Bournemouth game. Um, thanks to everyone who's left a positive review on iTunes. You can also get these podcasts now on YouTube. Um, you know, they'll probably be go about 24 hours later or 12 hours later um, than on uh, the usual places you listen to them to, but do check that out and check out the True Faith U- uh, YouTube channel, um, TF and UFC fanzine. Disappointing night, but uh, we'll win on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.